Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Diet Life. I'm Kim Dunaway. Every now and then, it's it's good to reflect on your life up until this point. I'm not a very nostalgic person, so I don't spend a lot of time in reflection. But sometimes it's good because it allows us to see how far we've come. I was thinking the other day about how on earth did I end up a yoga instructor? (laughs) Like what an interesting path. Like if you were to to look at my life 10 years ago before I became a fitness instructor and, and what I have ever seen myself where I'm at now, as far as that's concerned. And probably not. Even when I first started as a group fitness instructor, I remember even telling one of the yoga instructors at the time, whose class I now teach, that I would never do yoga. (laughs) So life is funny. But I remember when I first moved back to Middle Tennessee from Memphis, and I was used to having a, like a little fitness area in the gym that I, at the apartment building that I lived at, they had a gym. And they did at the one that I was staying at here in Murfreesboro too. But for some reason, I just didn't, I didn't like it or I was just kind of over it at that point. And so I was doing more videos at, at home, like some old, like Denise Austin step videos and some, if you remember the firm tapes, I had some of those, like the DVD version. And so I remember one day going, I just make up my own routine. Like I've been doing this stuff forever. And I first thought about being a group fitness instructor at that point. This was 2006 or so. And, but I didn't really know how you become a fitness instructor. And I guess I didn't want to be one bad enough to really look it up a whole lot. It just kind of was a passing thought that I would come to every so often that I had thought about even as early as when I was in college. And I went to a step class a few times And I thought, this could be fun. Like, I could see myself doing this. And fast forward to 2010. I had a membership at Curbs. And they started to incorporate Zumba. And I I wasn't jumping up and down about it. I'd heard... Zumba, it was really popular at this point. I guess it probably peaked in popularity around 2010, 2011. And I never tried it because I wasn't going to go out and try it. But here it was coming to Curves at the time that I would ordinarily be there working out anyway. And so I took the class. And not to throw shade on the teacher, It wasn't the best Zumba class I've ever taken by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it was probably the worst. And once I became a Zumba instructor, I understood where she got some of the routines. They were on like some of the the very basic kind of videos. And so it kind of reminded me of like 80s aerobics. I think she used to teach like aerobics like in the 80s or early 90s. But I, would, I liked the instructor, which is one of the things that you learn as you can become a group instructor, that a lot of times people take the class because of the instructor, not necessarily because of the class. I guess I've been one of those weirdos that usually I take the class because of the class. But even so, I stayed in that class for, 
I guess a year until she moved and I ultimately ended up taking over that particular class. But it started out as like an hour class at Curbs and then they moved it into the circuit, which kind of killed some of the buzz because you would be doing the machines in between and then you would be doing Zumba in, in between the machines, kind of in your 30 second rest zone. So it was really weird. You never kind of got a feel for the routine. And a lot of people, both when I was taking the class and teaching the class later, wanted to just do plain Zumba. So there was another instructor who taught, she taught the morning classes and I worked during the morning. And so I never took her class, but she came and subbed one week for a regular instructor. And this person, her name is Stacy, changed my whole world completely because her Zumba was so much more fun. It was so much more fun. And I actually got like a workout in, whereas I wasn't really getting that much of a workout with the other instructor. And when the instructor came back after her vacation a week later, and it was kind of back to the same old same I was like, oh, I've got to find, I've got to find another Zumba instructor like this one. And she would teach on Saturday mornings early before curves open and I could make it a couple times, but it was, it wasn't always convenient and it was early. And so I was at health fair and one of the girls that had a booth next to me, maybe she was a dental assistant or something also mentioned something that changed me a whole lot too. She mentioned a particular Zumba class that she went to, that she had been to several Zumba classes in town. And this person in her opinion was the best at least that she could follow. She's like, she'd been to, a, you know, somebody's class. I know who she's talking about. <laughs> and she was a great dancer, but she couldn't follow anything that she did. And so anyway, it took me some time. It was maybe a couple months later, I finally made my way to this class on a Sunday afternoon. And I did, I really enjoyed her class. And that was the main class that I went to for quite a while. And then one day on a whim, I just decided to look and see how you become a Zumba instructor. And there was a training about 30 minutes away coming up and I hadn't taken a Saturday off of work in like ever. Like I think we had been on, this was 2011. So I think we had been to a couple of trade shows and one of them had required me to be out on a Saturday. And so I worked every Saturday, I worked six days a week. And so, but I, I was able to get one of my employees to work that Saturday so that I could go and one day training, I think it was $250. I remember telling my teacher, Michelle, at the time that I was gonna go and, and get training and she was so happy for me, which is totally the right attitude to have because you can go to some people and tell them you're gonna get training and, they have, and they're kind of like, oh really, you wanna be an instructor? <laughs> but she was so supportive and I went to training on a Saturday in June of 2011 and I started teaching that Monday like literally the owner of that particular curves came into our health food store one day just to buy some supplements and I was checking her out and she was she was like oh you know like so and so's leaving and I don't know what I'm going to do about the Zumba class and I was like well you know I'm getting certified and she was like what <laughs> so she ended up signing her daughter up and I went and picked up her daughter and we went to the training together and I started teaching and I totally enjoyed it. And then crazy enough, the instructor that in the, I can't remember what class I started teaching first. If it, I think it was the evening class that, that I used to take 
that started teaching first. And then the morning instructor left. There was some kind of issue with the childcare. And so she couldn't teach there anymore, which I now completely sympathize with. But so I ended up teaching the morning class as well, too. And so just like that, here I am teaching like four Zumba classes a week. It was crazy. And that particular job did not last forever for me. It eventually, as I kind of figured when the daughter was needed training, she had the daughter teach because it was cheaper <laughs> after a while. At that point, I had a job at the local Parks and Recs facility where I still teach at, not Zumba, but I still teach there. And so hence it started. My fitness career started. I just wanted to teach. It didn't matter to me if it was Zumba or anything else. So kind of went through this phase for a couple of years of just getting like a zillion certifications. I was certified in Piloxing, Turbo Kick, Pio. I had several Zumba certifications like Zumba Toning and Sintow and Aqua Zumba, which I taught for a number of years. And so the yoga thing, how did that get in here? Nine minutes into my podcast, we're finally into the yoga. So again, it's kind of happened by accident. It was a combination of a couple of different things. I had wanted to get certified in turbo kick. And so there finally was a turbo kick training and it was a week after I had gotten trained in Piloxing. And so I felt so literally I had I got Piloxing training on Sunday and had Turbo Kick that Saturday. And so when I signed up for Turbo Kick, they were like, well, you can also get certified in Pio the next day for like super cheap, like $139. But I couldn't do it because I was treasurer at church at the time and I couldn't be absent two weeks in a row. Like it just didn't make sense. So I didn't do it, but it just stayed in my mind. And then literally like a week after I got back from Turbo Kick training, one of the instru- one of the master trainers had put out that they were going to have a training in Cookville, which is about an hour from where I live. So it wasn't as close as the first PIO training. It was a little bit farther out, but still closer. And she still had a reduced price. So it was $159 instead of the regular $189, which I will say that and my like $185 that I spent for my aqua training are the two best trainings that I ever did, that I got the most bang for my buck off of those trainings. But so I signed up, I went and I hated it. I absolutely hated the training. I'm like, I'm never gonna teach this. This is a complete waste of my time. This was March of 2012. And I went back to another training with the same organization in October. And we did Paio again as part of the training and I hated it again. But at that point I had taken a couple of yoga classes. I was doing beach body workouts, which if you're familiar with beach body, those are like insanity, P90X kind of workouts. And they would usually have a yoga day within like the seven day week. And so when I started, the first program I started with was a weight training program called Shailene Extreme. So I got to the stretch day and I was like, oh, like I get it. Like after doing a week of weight training, getting to the stretching DVD was awesome. And so I finally kind of understood the point of yoga. And so I started going to a few classes with somebody that I knew that I had actually met at Turbo Kick Training. And so when I saw some of that in Pio with this second training that I had, I was like, you know, I'm always looking to sub classes. 
I think I could kind of take this and move this around and I think I could sub yoga with this cert. And so sure enough, a month later, the yoga instructor at the Parks and Recs facility moved to California. And if you work for government, you know, everything is so slow. Getting somebody hired in a few weeks does not happen. And so they had to cancel the class. And I was already teaching a class at 5.30 right before it. So I was already there and I had just given up a class at another gym at that same time. And so I contacted my group fitness manager and I was like, look, I can sub this class until you find a replacement. And he was like, yes, thank you. So I started teaching Pio. Kim's version of Pio was not Pio as it was meant to be taught, which is a choreographed class. And it was not yoga because I was not trained in yoga, but it was like this weird kind of fusion of power yoga with some relaxation. And I really enjoyed teaching it. It was so weird because I never saw myself as like a yoga type mind body kind of instructor. And I incorporated some Pilates that I knew. And next thing I know, I've been teaching this class for like three months. They finally hired a replacement. And she couldn't make one of the days work that I was teaching. And the class liked me at that point. They were used to me. I had been teaching through the January, you know, uptick in members. And so I just kept the classes and I taught them for a number of years. And so this was November of 2012. And in the summer of 2013, I started taking hot yoga. And again, if it wasn't for hot yoga, probably wouldn't be a yoga instructor now. I don't teach hot yoga anymore. It doesn't really speak to me anymore like it did when I first started teaching. But at the time, it was exactly what I needed. And it wasn't long after that when I got the itch to become a yoga instructor. Now, it wasn't a compulsive decision that I could make overnight, like being a Zumba instructor or something like that, because it's a much bigger time commitment. It is a much, much bigger financial commitment. So it was a year before the planet kind of aligned. And I won't get into all of that. Then we'd be in like a 30 minute podcast of how the planets aligned for me to become a yoga instructor. Maybe we'll talk about it at some point. But I started my teacher training in fall of 2014. And officially became a yoga instructor in January of 2015. And I remember thinking pretty late on in the process that I was so surprised that some of the students that I had stuck with me that entire time I was teaching Pio because I really had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) Once I started to learn how to actually teach yoga and what it was all about, it's a complete transformation to how I teach now versus what I was when I started. But we all have that. And I guess that's the whole point of me telling the story is that we all come such a a ways away from what we used to be. And it allows us to appreciate those pitfalls that we had along the way to get there and the journey that it took to get there. I, I often use Sliding Doors, the movie, as a example sometimes of how one little thing in life can change our whole life. A lot of times those little things don't make a difference at all. And if you've never seen Sliding Doors, the movie basically has two timelines. One timeline where she makes the train 
goes home, sees her husband cheating on her and makes completely different life decisions. The other timeline, she doesn't make the train, doesn't go home to see her husband cheating. And so they're, they're two very different timelines. And so in life, a lot of times we don't have these sliding doors, like these little moments are small here and there, but every now and then we do. We have moments where we could have been on this path, but we chose a different path and it could be something very small. You left 10 minutes late and so you didn't end up in this horrific 10 car pileup that was on the interstate at that same time otherwise. You, something didn't get in the mail fast enough and so you weren't able to do something, so you did something, whatever it may be. When we look back and we see the different decisions that we made that got us where we are, we see that there's a really long journey behind us. Sometimes we feel like we've only made small steps or we've gotten nowhere. Like we feel like we've, we've been stuck when really we find out we've made quite a bit of progress. So it's never a point to dwell in the past. We should always be living in the present moment, looking forward, but not too far. But every now and then to go back and look and see how far we've come, it really is an amazing thing. Thanks for listening. You can find me at thisdietlife at gmail.com or on Instagram at Kimmy Two Shoes or even on Twitter at Sugar Cop. And I'll see you guys again soon.